In May of 1962, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby explored what happens when a brilliant man has his deepest, darkest rages released. In June of 2003, this not-so-jolly green giant was brought to the big screen after a string of very successful comic book movies. And the world was introduced to... The Hulk. The Hulk. A string? They were, they were very successful. Two. Two no, of them good. No, Blade was successful. <sighs> X-Men was successful. Yes. yes. Spider-Man was successful. Uh, I wouldn't call that a string. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. This week on Marvel Movie Night, we watched 2003's offering, The Hulk. I think it's just Hulk. Yeah, just Hulk. Sorry. Yeah, not to be confused with... The Incredible Hulk. Or The Hulk. I don't think there is a The Hulk. Well, you know there is. Come on. No, I think there's just the two. Well, that one word, amazing, is the key. (laughs) Incredible. Oh, I'm sorry. Incredible. The word incredible is is a key here. Yes. Um, It is the difference between this movie and the other one. Uh, Universal Pictures, PG-13. James Sheamus gets writing credit for the screenplay. Um, Lee and Kirby also get writing credits, uh, having created the character. Yeah. Well, uh, and and Lee certified this a good job, too. Yeah. Ang Lee directed uh, and starring Eric Banner. Nope. Eric Banner. Uh, Jennifer Conley, Sam Elliott, Nick Nolte. Yep. Uh, your favorite part? How much did they pay for this movie? Oh, fuck me. Here, as a reference. Okay, well. As a reference, mm-hmm. last week's movie, X2, yes. cost 110 Okay, so usually I just throw out a number because I don't know how much this stuff costs. I think they spend insane amounts of money. It makes no damn sense. Yeah. Based on the fact that the computer generation was actually really good, um, I'm equating talent with cost. Okay. Let me say $120 million. That's pretty good. 137 well, that's not pretty good. That's nowhere close. That's really close. That's percentages yeah. off. Psh. Um, Let me hand you $10 million. And- <laughs> uh, opening weekend, it pulled in $62 million. Oof. It spent about six days at the top of the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, really? I don't remember that this movie came out. Yeah. It made 132 domestic, so... It didn't even break even domestic. Ouch. Two forty five worldwide. Ouch. When the when the next Hulk movie came out and, and we went to go buy it, I had no clue that there'd been another Hulk movie. Yeah. 
Matrix Two was still in the theaters at this time, although it was it was starting to fade off. Yeah. Finding Nemo was on the top of the box office oh, at this point. And that's what we were all obsessed with. Um, Too Fast, Too Furious was still out. Jeez, Lou. Well, you're going to be saying that every movie. <laughs> and uh, another barely known movie was about to break. Uh-huh. What is it? Pirates of the Caribbean. <gasps> Pirates of the Caribbean's that old? <laughs> oh, my God. You've got to stop doing this to me. Oh, shit. Your movie theater context is killing me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Pirates of the Caribbean. Mimi was three, two. Oh, you forgot to mention Daniel Day Kim is in this movie also. I did miss Daniel Day Kim. I, I don't know that he was known then, but you've seen his face a bunch. Oh, since. yes. Specifically Lost. Yeah. All right. Uh, super quick. Because yeah. we all otherwise will spend an hour bashing the movie before we even talk about it. Okay. Quick first impressions. Which part of the movie? The movie as, as a, a whole. whole. <sighs> Ask so much of me. <laughs> uh, okay, it, it's a complicated answer because I didn't like the storyline. That's not the origin story I know from from the uh, the Hulk TV show. The graphics were good. Um, him bouncing around like Tigger was weird. <laughs> I've been assured that that's a real thing that he does. I remember him. I remember seeing him do it in the uh, X Men. Nope. Yes, X Men movie. Avengers movie. Avengers movie. God bless it with all these stupid groups. <sighs> okay, I remember seeing him jump in the Avenger movie. One of them, whichever one. But I didn't remember that it... Yeah, he's he's bounding about like Tigger with a spring on his tail. It's crazy. But it didn't look dumb. Him throwing the tank around looked real. Like, it was completely believable that there was a giant man holding a tank and... Not a tank. What was it? The top of a tank? The turret? Was it actually a tank? Yeah, that was a tank. Okay. Well, I wanted to make sure it wasn't... An armored fighting vehicle? Yes. <laughs> you always fuss at me when I say tank. And it was actually a... a ugh, Technically, what? Bradleys I, aren't tanks. Bradley. and uh, I can't think of any other ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody cares. Except for people Except for people like you. Are in Bradleys or tanks. Anyway, you asked me my impressions of the movie. The movie was poop. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was terrible, awful, no good, but I was impressed by whoever it was that did the computer generation. Yeah. Um, all of the graphics were good. Uh, the, I didn't enjoy his face, though. His face was a Eric little bit... Eric Bana's face, but computer animated? It, it was a little bit off. I'm sorry, Eric. I mean, um, it's not his... No, no, no. You misunderstand. I don't dislike <laughs> his face, I dislike the way the Hulk version of his face looked because it looked very obviously cartoonish. Yeah. I Overall impression, I did not enjoy the movie. I was upset. I wrote, I hate this movie in the margins of my notes. I was feeling aggressive by the end of it. I was hulking out. I was halfway through this movie wondering if we should just abandon the whole podcast. So I'm with you. In... At a uh, little after an hour in, 
we stopped the movie and I put the dishes away. Yeah, we needed a break. Oh, it was bad. Okay. Okay, but it's a good thing we stopped there because the first hour of the movie was the most bored I've been in a long time. Yeah. And when we stopped, we regrouped. I put the dishes away. I don't know what you were doing, but um, I had a chance to calm down a little bit and, and remember that this is someone's work of art that they're very proud of and then come back to it and try again. And it just so happens that the second half of the movie was the only part of the movie they should have shown us. <laughs> I was, during the first part of the movie, and while I was putting the dishes away, I was rewriting the movie. And, you know, I'm a fairly decent storyteller. I don't know that I'm a good writer, but I can tell a story fairly well. And I feel like they failed. Oh, so With bad. all of the same information, I could have, I could have written a better half a movie. Yeah. The uh, second half, with all, ironically, the thing I always complain about is they don't have enough story. But the second half of the movie, where it was all action, was, was better. <laughs> I am really upset that this podcast is making me change my mind. Yeah. It's these, these guys in particular. I don't know what attracts these guys to these kinds of stories, but it's something's wrong here. There's a problem. Oh, uh, and... Yeah, I'll bitch about my eaches as we dive in. You'll uh, bitch about your what? Eaches, the the each individual thing that. Oh, that that's a new, that's a new thing. I've never heard you say that before. We do open with the Marvel Entertainment uh, <laughs> runner, but yeah. they've changed it. It's completely green, and it was all Hulk images. Yeah, uh, real cute. It was it was cute. There was a lot of purple and green going around. And then as the credits start rolling, we get some stuff about some jellyfish DNA and some lab experiments. There was so much unspoken exposition. Starfish DNA, talking about regrowth. And by the time all of this wraps up, what we're learning is that this scientist, who we find out to be Dr. Banner, is trying to find a way to make soldiers immune to uh, bioweapons. And this is the beginning of every horror story ever when it comes to soldiers. Why are they always trying to make you guys supernatural? Just, that's what cannon fodder is for. That's why we have privates. We don't need regenerating privates. (laughs) Word. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, at least you laughed that time. (laughs) At the time, Lieutenant Colonel Ross mm-hmm. says that the president has said no to human trials. Yes, because the president is the arbiter of all scientific experiments in the kind of army, kind of civilian lab. And so this Dr. Banner decides the president doesn't want me to do human trials. Okay, I'll inject myself. How about the, the, the Food and Drug Administration? How about uh, the FDA? Like, they say no human trials. Yeah. Are, are they uh, immune to the laws? Listen, I, I don't I don't know. Okay, that's my that's going to be my biggest pet peeve. Just fair warning throughout yeah. the entire movie is their complete lack and utter lack of reality. So he, he starts injecting himself, and then bam, his wife is pregnant. <laughs> okay, but... There was a bunch of 
you you don't really get a get a good sense of the timeline here. No. In this entire first like what twenty something on minutes, did she get pregnant before he injected himself? How long has he been injecting himself? What's yeah. I felt like the whole beginning of the movie, you didn't really know what the fuck was going on. And then a baby is born whose skin flashes green here and there. And daddy keeps experimenting on him because that's what you do to your firstborn well, child. He, okay, but to be fair, he did not experiment on him. What you actually saw was him drawing blood. Okay. That's not experimenting. That's drawing blood. Um, he, he's he's testing his blood to see what's up because clearly he has injected himself before he impregnated his wife. Yeah. And, Colonel, you know, like most scientific men, they didn't think of the consequences <laughs> before they just started going off and doing whatever they wanted. Colonel Ross discovers that that the experiments have been, the human experiments have been continuing and fires Dr. Benner. Yeah, because he has that authority. Yep. And in retaliation, Dr. Banner starts smashing some shit and then sets off the failsafe. The gamma, uh, what did they call it? The, the gamma. Just, he, they just said gamma rays. Yeah. He's going to purge the lab with gamma radiation. Yes. Okay. So, first of all, they stole this idea from Stephen King. No. <laughs> did well, this not look exactly like the beginning of It did look a lot like the, the beginning. Of the stand, yes, especially when they're uh, in the house getting ready, getting ready to leave. Although we find out that that's not the case, but uh, it yeah. did feel very much like the stand. Was his plan? I don't think he had a plan. I think he was just having a toddler fit. No, we find out what his plan is. We'll talk about no, that. No, but end. he he flung everything around the lab. He decides he's going to irradiate everyone on post. Yeah, he trashed the research. He goes home. You don't trash research with gamma radiation. You know what gamma radiation doesn't erase? Ink on a piece of paper. <laughs> oh. He has no. He has an entire book of notes that they showed us for 20 damn minutes that the gamma radiation isn't going to do anything to. He, he sticks Bruce under the table, takes mom into the bedroom. They fight a bit. Tell and me you didn't think that he didn't murder the mom in the bedroom. Absolutely right then. did. But we, instead of finding out what's going on, we quickly jump to a teenage Bruce mm -hmm. uh, having nightmares yeah. and then packing for college. So let me ask, that entire beginning of the movie, was that all a nightmare? A, let's say, no, it couldn't have all been a nightmare because some of it occurred before the baby was even born. Yeah, exactly. So at what point were we supposed to realize... That it was a, a nightmare that the kid was having. What, no. What, what the fucking hell were they thinking? No. Do I blame the editor? Is it the editor's fault? Yes. No. All of it, no. So some of it was a nightmare, or maybe none of it was a nightmare, and he we just saw him waking up. Yeah. I, <clears throat> and he's with a woman... He's packing for college, and he's he's with a woman in his bedroom. Whose name we don't even get. It, we never know who she is, so I'm like, okay, first of all, that can't be his mom because it's the wrong color hair. She's way too much older based on how old he is to, to be his mother aged. Yeah. And she's the least important person because then that's the only time you ever see her, and I don't even remember any of her lines. But we can't like spend a whole lot of time thinking about that because no sooner like that is a a 2 minute scene he wakes up 
He was having bad dreams. He packs for college, and then bam, he's an adult shaving. Yeah. This was the worst, the worst. Time jumps every minute with, and it didn't even make any damn sense. Why did we have that college scene? We didn't need it. Just, just go from, go from he's four to now he's an adult and doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Um, you can mention later that he was adopted, which is what they did. And that's the only reason we knew what was going on in the first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he's then he bikes himself to Berkeley College, Biotech. Great. Okay. Was okay. Help me out here. Was this Berkeley College, or was this a lab in Berkeley, California, or was this a lab in a basement of a hospital in Berkeley, California? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so it's we, well, the one thing we do know. It is that it is not a military facility. That is pretty certain. Yes. And well, because you see civilians walk around all over the place. And we're pretty certain that it has the most effective security guards on the planet. Holy mother. I mean, if real security guards were this ineffective, would we even bother to have them? How dare you call Stan and Lou Ferrigno ineffective security guards? Oh, is that what they were supposed to be? Yeah. That little old man and that giant old man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are the criteria for, <laughs> for security guard here? <laughs> One of them you wouldn't like when he's angry. No. And, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a punchline that makes it sound like Stan was the... Yeah, what else? Yeah, I don't know. But yay, there's Stan Lee right off the bat. We see him. Yay. Yeah, uh, And then Lou Ferrigno, which I was way more excited about. Which is all great. And at this point, go ahead and turn the movie off. Yep. Say you watch The Hulk and be done with it. Yeah. What I'm going to need from movie makers from now on is that if you are making a movie based on source material and not a new idea, so this will be for every movie that is made henceforth... There are no new ideas, so um, I'm going to need you to have someone who's never even heard of the source material to watch the movie and then let you know what they think. Because if I need to have read the source material to understand anything about your movie, then your movie has failed. No, 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 no. no. Reading the source material would not have helped at this point. I was going to save this for when the lab blew up, but let's just go <laughs> <Spoilers>. ahead. Spoilers. <laughs> Hulk mm-hmm. first appeared in 62. Yes. Right. Prior to the first comic coming out, there were little blurbs in Fantastic Four comics. The Hulk is coming. You've never seen a, a, a creature like this. Right. The world's strongest man. They're, Boy, they, they're really building that up. Huh? Oh, they were. Bruce Banner is not a biochemist. He is working at General Ross's weapons facility. He's working on a gamma bomb. Now, remember, this is 62. Yeah. Uh, we had just come out of Korea, right? And yeah. we're ramping up into Vietnam. Mm, well. Ish. <laughs> anyway. 62. But but during the 50s, we had that whole um, nuclear bomb scare stuff. Yes. So the next big bomb is important. It's, yeah. It's Americana. Yeah. Like my mom's generation's biggest fear. They, they set up the bomb. 
they're getting ready to test it and this kid, like 16, 17 year old kid, is driving a car across the range. And Bruce Banner runs out to save him, throws him in a ditch and covers him and catches all of the gamma radiation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, that's a much better story than the movie. Yeah. Now The movie was pretty convoluted. They had trouble with the Hulk. At first, he would transition, Banner would transition to the Hulk when the sun went down. Oh, um, that's weird. The, the first ep, uh, issue, he's gray and not green, but they realized that gray didn't play on the, on the pages very well. Yeah, no, that wouldn't stand out. So in the second issue, they transitioned him to green. Eventually... I always, when I was a kid, I always thought that um, his anger was actually envy. Because he's green. Fair. So, so in my mind, I connected it to envy and not anger. So I had to unlearn that a little bit. Eventually, he sets up... Uh, the, the night thing stops happening, but he sets up um, a device to hit himself with more gamma radiation. And it is the gamma radiation that triggers the transition back and forth. Yeah. Um why didn't, why didn't they workshop this story idea before they started publishing it? The, that How could you... No wonder they had a problem with him yeah. if you're you're just trying out different ideas all the time. He starts out... It, it seems like he can just straight up fly, but then they explain that he's jumping really hard because his legs are so strong. He's jumping far enough, but he's always still got his arms outstretched. Well, uh, he's going, like, Wee! Sometimes with his little buddy clinging to his back, because there's a short period there where his little buddy mind controls him when he's the Hulk. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, uh, it's, it's, they, they had a lot of trouble figuring him out. And it yeah. wasn't until years later that it was the strong emotional reaction that triggered the change. Uh, but well, the is, book it, got canceled. is it any strong emotional reaction? Because as, yeah. Yeah. as, I don't, okay, to be completely fair, I don't remember the Lou Ferrigno uh, TV show in detail. No. But what I do remember is um, that he'd get angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And then he er, hulks out and, and smashes stuff. Yeah. And that he, he doesn't, he's not really, he's not really like a thinking human when he's hulked out, he's just raging and attacking anything that's in his way. Yeah, it's it's a lot of split personality. Yeah, a lot of um, Jekyll and Hyde. A lot of a lot of themes. Uh, no, well, I mean, you know, to to get into the nuances of the Hulk later is a misunderstood um, antihero. Like he doesn't want to do bad. It's just people keep getting in his way and treating him poorly. Yeah, oh, that's not gaslighting at all. I, I'm not a bad person. You are making me mad, and this is how I'm reacting sure. to it. It's your fault. Um, and none of that really has bearing on, on the movie. Uh, just to say that this origin where his he's genetically modified at birth, yeah. which helps him to survive a which lab makes him accident, a which would make him a mutant, which helps him survive a lab accident. And then you throw in this fucking um, nanomed technology oh that they're working God. on. Which, what are uh, nanomed? What are these? Like Borg nanites? 
that is the only thing I can think of that would make sense because medicine is medicine. You you can't really make smaller medicine. I don't understand. They could have come up with a better name. Yeah. Like, I don't know, micro machines. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, you cannot try to figure out the science of this because it makes no damn no, sense. No, it's, it's bad. So, um, we I, was, I was worried that I had completely missed the ball on the whole origin story because... Because so he's he's a mutant born and then is exposed to gamma rays, but he's not the Hulk at the second or at the first gamma rays exposure. He only becomes fully the Hulk after the second gamma radiation exposure. Yeah, with with the help of the nanomeds. Yeah, that's that's convoluted as hell. Which they're like they almost kill a frog with them. These things are super awesome medical devices. Okay, I have a bone to pick about the frog. Um, go ahead. I, How many goddamn times do I have to watch a frog explode? Uh, a lot. A lot more. Just a trigger warning. Um, if you have icky feelings about animals being injured, stop watching the movie right now. Before you get to Eric Bana being an adult and experimenting, you do not want to watch it. I was angry at the first time and tried to close my eyes and miss it, but I still got to see what happened. And because I got to see it, like, at least four more times in the rest of the movie. Yeah. I, I, why? It was unnecessary. Um, but we, we, we've skipped ahead to the lab accident. I, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just... No, I'm sorry you watched this movie. <laughs> it's just there's so much... There's, there's, there's so much bad and wrong and confusing about the first part of the, the first half of the movie that... Yeah, no, we get a quick scene where Douchebag McGee... Uh, his okay, no, is, you can't do that. What's his name is Talbot. This is another. Okay, they call him Glenn. In Glenn the Talbot. Yeah. Yeah, but they only call him Glenn. Um, in the books, he's a major that. Um, he's a major something. General Ross brings to the base to a. He's supposed to help find the Hulk. Yeah. And b. He's supposed to take over for Banner's research. Okay, so he's played by Josh Lucas, who looks like Kevin Costner's long-lost son. Okay. I think he was in something before where he played a douchebag, because I immediately hated his guts. Yeah, I don't, I don't like um, him. But he, I can't tell. He's like a, what is he, a venture capitalist? or He runs a biotech company. Uh, called. Is he actually a scientist, or is he just a money guy? Let's say he's Musk. Oh, well, that's a heavy accusation. Completely unintelligent, super rich guy who's bored. At no no point do we get any indication that he's actually the brains behind the company. No, and he's a huge dick. So Elon Musk comes in and tries to draft Betty to his company. Betty. Um, Betty Ross, the (laughs) co-worker. (laughs) Bruce's co-worker. Betty Ross. Betty Ross, yes. Why? Is her name Betty Ross? Because her daddy's name is General Ross. Well, then why isn't her first name Rebecca or Rachel? I don't know. Betty, though. Yeah. Or call her Elizabeth, please. But Betty Ross? Yeah. Uh, and then we flash uh, to General Ross 
General uh, Ross now. He's, he's been he's, promoted. He's been promoted. 30 years, still doing the exact same job, which anybody who's done any time in the military uh, laughs at. I posited that he was, this is his second or third run. Yeah, except... In that same seat. Hear me out. <laughs> if this command that he was in was a lieutenant colonel position... He wouldn't be it's there. It's not a four-star general position. Yeah. No, they clearly did not talk to anyone. In, At all? About anything? Uh, yeah, about anything. And this, they just wrote whatever they wanted. It's a good argument for write what you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Bruce has a, a memory of being in the woods with Betty, being all romantic, which then in, interweaves itself into her memory of her dad leaving her in the ice cream shop right before the gamma bomb went off. Oh, that's her dream she's telling him about. Yes. Dream memory. Yeah. Oh, he's a great dad, too. Uh, Lieutenant Douchewad Ross just leaves his daughter in an ice cream shop. Yeah. Hey, watch my kid real quick. Excuse me? Uh, uh... I mean, even, even a soldier would know better. You can't, there's a, a disaster about to happen on, on base. And yes, you have to be there to go see if you can stop it from happening. But you don't leave your, what was she, two or three year old? Sure. Alone. And she was, it's, in the next scene, she's like crying alone, sitting there. At the ta- What the holy hell? This recap, uh, for anybody who didn't watch it, this recap is going to sound frantic. That's because, because the movie was frantic. The movie was frantic. Everything was interspersed with itself, and scenes were so short, and it was over a two-hour movie. So, uh, thank God they cut what they did, but scenes were so short and unfleshed out that... It left you feeling frantic for most of the movie. Yeah. Well, I was a little bit confused. She, when she was telling, I don't, I don't remember his original, his adopted name. It's still Bruce. He was Bruce. No, they uh -uh. changed his last name, but his first name was Bruce. I feel like that's not true. Yeah. No, that can't. That's not true because he called him Bruce, and his dad called him Bruce, and he was like, huh. Oh, okay, whatever. Let's just call it, him Bruce Banner. We know he's It doesn't freaking matter. Anyway, um, I got confused because I didn't know if she was telling him a memory or telling him uh, her dream. But then I realized it was a dream because all of a sudden she's three and and and, and Bruce Banner is choking her to death. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I can't believe they let that little girl get choked out by a grown man. Um, what must she have thought? We get briefly introduced to Nick Nolte as a janitor. Yep. Without seeing his face. And I totally thought he was Daryl Dixon. Yeah. Um, and we then, like, minutes later, he's sneaking into their lab and stealing hairs. Yeah, hairs that could have been anyone's. Yeah. but Hairs that naturally fell out of the guy's scalp. Without any DNA at the end. But hairs that after he analyzes it and pulls up the DNA, he, like, has his son's DNA code memorized. Because he's like, A-G-A-C-A-D, that's my son. Because, you know, what are they, amino acids or whatever? 
Like, nobody else has those. Oh, fuck me. I hate it. I hate it already. I was I was already, like, I was starting to hulk out. My, my blood was starting to boil a little bit at this hot mess. We, we get shown, for some reason, that Bruce Banner has a very boring home life. And somebody may be watching out of his window. He looks again and <laughs> oh, no. the guy's gone. No, no, no. It's Nick Nolte with all of his doggies. Uh, yeah. He was really there. And then, without any analysis of that at all, we jump back to the lab. Yep. Um, where, back to the lab again. <laughs> where uh, Talbot is threatening to do a hostile takeover of yes. science. A hostile takeover of your science experiment. Good luck, sweetheart. That's not how any of this works. What in the holy fuck is going on? <laughs> well, because I usually, like when I set up a lab experiment, because I do it a lot, right? Uh-huh. I create stock in my science experiment mm-hmm. that I'm doing for my college. Yes, and it's not fully funded by government funding. No, it's it's definitely stock options so that people can buy stock for my science experiment and then have more than me and hostily take yeah. it over. What in the holy fuck did they... <laughs> what were they actually trying to do? Why didn't he... Why, they did not think this through. You know, if I'm telling a story, I've got, um, you know, I've got background. Yeah. Like, even if I don't say it to you, I've got, like, fleshed out information so that, you know, I know how my people are going to act and why they're saying things they're going to say. And this guy threatening to take over his experiment made no fucking sense because (sighs) it's not a company. It's just an experiment. And we don't know if it's a military... It's not a military lab, but they keep saying it's like a military experiment, except... Except, no. Um, And if it was like a military situation in a military facility where they're doing experiments, then dude wouldn't need to be hostily taking it over. He would just... It's a civilian company that gets government contract. Yeah. he, He would just try to get the contract. It's just too much. It really it, is. It really made no fucking sense. And basically, we just left that scene laughing at that moron because he doesn't know how things work. Yeah, but this is a really bad day for everybody because this is where the machine gets messed up and the the helper can't shut it down. <laughs> so Bruce throws him out of the way and catches all of the gamma radiation himself. Again. And the nanomets. Yeah. They're... Are they, nanomeds um, airborne? Yes. Apparently. Uh, yeah, they had them in a little plastic baggie. Not a thing. Whatevs. But they needed it to breathe, to look yeah. cool. Flashes of science. Uh, bad 80s graphic, computer graphic science. Uh, and then Bruce wakes up in a hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Oh, but he's fine, though, because remember his bad knee? It's not... It's That was good knee. No, but he does have a bad dream where the Hulk is in a closet. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, He wakes up, and, and Nick Nolte is sitting there uh, at his bedside. Fucking Nick Nolte is creepy and gross. I felt... So uncomfortable during this entire scene. That guy has no sense of personal space. Ugh. Eric Bana has... I'm sorry. 
his stupid name is so close to the... Uh, Bruce Banner has no sense of danger. No. He's not like, dude, get off of me. Like, what is wrong with him? What would you do if some guy you've never seen before, but seems vaguely familiar, was three inches from your face whispering strange things at you? Well, if I couldn't punch him in the throat, Mm -hmm. I would hit the nurse button on the little fucking call machine. Like, help me. I don't know what's going on here, but yikes. He was, oh, he was, and he was strangely like... Sexy creepy. Didn't it seem... Maybe you just find Nick Nolte sexy. No, I do not. (laughs) No, sir. No how. Ew. I mean, ugh. But he says, yo, I'm your daddy. There's a lot of stuff you don't understand. (laughs) Say that again. I'm sorry. Say it again. He says, yo, I'm your daddy. Yo, I'm your daddy. Yep. There's a lot of shit you don't understand. And I'm not going to tell you any of it because it's none of your fucking business. No, that's not what he says. But that's what he means. He says... This is what everybody keeps saying and damn the whole movie, even though they're like, tell us what you know. No, it's none of your business. I'll help you understand if you forgive me. Yeah. And Bruce is like, who the fuck are you? I'm your daddy. But did he actually say I'm your daddy until like the... I think... Did he say it at the end? Somewhere in there. After he molested him? There was a whole lot in this movie. A whole lot of... I have... A whole lot of them saying things like, I have something very important to tell you, and I am going to tell you this very important thing. Later, after this commercial. (laughs) As soon as as I get ready, I will tell you this very important thing that you really need to know this thing. Yep. You have to promise me, Jeremiah, if you ever come upon really important information, even if I'm trying to talk over you and I'm not listening, you must scream it in my face. Oh, Jesus. You know, like, there's a tornado coming. Just be like, hey, There's dumbass. a snake in your boot. <laughs> there's, that's definitely information I need to know. And I need to know it before I step in it. Uh, but, oh, my God. But the, the one thing he does straight up say is that Betty Ross <laughs> is bad business. <laughs> And, he, and Bruce needs to stay away from her. Yes, and we all know that when your parent tells you that person is bad news you, and you should stay away from them, you always do exactly what they say. Yeah, especially a parent that you don't remember having. It, but you must that you were give, told was dead. You must give justification. You need right. to say why she's bad. You can't just go, oh, she's bad. Say, her daddy is an international terrorist, and having sex with her will get you killed. You know, the rest of the information. No, there's absolutely no justification or further conversation, because then we jump to fucking Daddy Banner making a super rat. Yeah. But also, she's not bad. The only thing bad about Betty Ross... (laughs) is Is that she's... Way more loyal to her daddy than anything or anyone else in the entire world. That's the only. That's the only thing that I have a problem with. <clears throat> I mean, except for her name. Well, he comes to visit her. I hope everybody knows why. Why I think that's so funny. If they don't, I can't help them. <laughs> um, <laughs> General well, Ross comes to visit his daughter at Berkeley. Ooh, yes. And, and I get sort of excited because older General Ross is Sam Elliott. Yay! Sam Elliott. Yeah. One of my favorite old guys. Looking pretty good in a uniform. Yep. 
uh, regulation mustache and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just he has the exact same mustache my grandpa had my whole life. Um, he must have been on duty though, because he he met his daughter for lunch in uniform. Oh no, no! What you don't understand about soldiers is that they always wear their class A's to um, get oh. hamburgers. Yeah, out there's in that, public. There's that regulation that says anytime you go out in public off base, you've got to wear a uniform, <laughs> unless you're doing covert ops at your daughter's boyfriend's house. but we'll get to that in a minute oh christ um but we had see it but if sam elliott just showed up in tight jeans cowboy boots and a hat we would have been like "Ooh, damn that's sam elliott we wouldn't have gone oh shit that's her dad very very good point yeah we needed the name tag to know i and i'm i'm willing to bet money that that's exactly why he was wearing that uniform so that we would know because they had not done a good job. Um, so then Bruce is in the lab late at night, starting to get up, get upset, reliving some trauma. Oh, yeah? Betty calls him. There's more. Shh. Betty calls him while he's in the middle of his transition. Yeah. So he's getting angry and starting to hulk out. But we don't just get... What we should get is just his face changing and him slightly starting to turn green and starting to swell up a little bit, you know? Because we're people and we have eyes and we know what it means when he starts turning green. No, we get this stupid-ass montage. Like, um, you remember that student horror movie we saw one time? Where they were like, oh, we're going to show you this scary scene for a second. And then they showed us a table full of cow guts. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like Just like a, one frame of cow guts on a table and then they flashed back. This is basically what they did. They flashed you exploding frog. And I'm throwing up in my mouth. Um, they flashed to uh, the, the um, his cells that are purple turning green. Because for some reason they don't get that Hulk's colors are purple and green because his pants are fucking purple. The fucking purple pants are not part of his body, so his cells aren't fucking purple. I know everybody, when you think Hulk, you think purple and green, right? But it's his fucking pants! Anyway, cells being taken over by Hulk cells and and different flashes of... It's like calling you back to the 30-second scene you saw half an hour ago. Like, you don't remember he's, like, a mutant thing. I don't know. Be careful throwing mutant around. He's not really a mutant. In this movie, that motherfucker is a fucking mutant because his dad sperm was mutated. Okay. And he is mutated from a standard human. So he's a mutant. And I know... That's a problem. But see, they should have thought of that when they made the fucking movie. <laughs> so now Hulk can join the X-Men because he's a fucking mutant. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so that leads us to an action scene no. where Hulk smashes the lab. And this yes. is the first place where I caught the split screen. Yeah. Oh, but but I need to I need action. to I need to interrupt you again for a second. Go ahead. Because uh, and this has always bothered me. But he's wearing what like corduroy pants, right? Sure. And 
while he's transitioning to the Hulk, one of his ash cheeks, and I am not exaggerating, go ahead and fast forward to this part in the movie, one of his ash cheeks busts out of his pants. Just one of them. Knocking his wallet onto the floor. Yeah, knocking his wallet onto the floor. And I didn't realize that that's why they did that. Because they could just, oh my fucking God. His ass cheek busts out of the pants, right? Because the pants are too big for him. Because when he's Hulk, he's like, well, fuck. Even when he's on his knees, he's still more than a head taller than his girlfriend. So he is, like, let's say, randomly, four times bigger than his normal size. But those fucking corduroy pants, they split at the knee and fall off and turn into shorts. Like, because his calves are so big. But his ass that was a minute ago too big and bust out of his pants now fits in the pants and his waist is the same. He'd look like a fucking wasp, wasp if that was true. <laughs> is, this, is this wasp man or the Hulk? I like, like I said to you while we were watching the movie, that's like the equivalent of you wearing your size 24s when you were first in the army. Now, they, there's no fucking way that that would ever be able to happen. No. But but I really enjoyed the jiggly ass popping out of the pants there for a second. But I had to point it out because it was fucking bonkers. And they did all that ridiculousness just to show us that his wallet fell down. Yeah. <sighs> Hulk smashed the lab through some split screen action. I'm yelling a lot, aren't I? Yeah. I'm it's, sorry. It's okay. It, this is an aggravating movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dad's peeking out uh, through a door, and Hulk stops smashing <laughs> to talk to Daddy. Well, he doesn't talk to him. Oh, to listen to Daddy. Fair. Just stare at him strangely. And then Dad touches his face, and then he jumps through the roof and jumps away. <sighs> Fucking creepy-ass motherfucker again. Yeah. Yes, but you should remember... That Hulk drops his wallet on the floor in his lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next morning, Betty knocks on the door a couple of times and then lets herself into his house and finds him passed out. Uh, someone knocks on the door while they're eating breakfast, and it's General Ross. And now that we know it's General Ross, he's in a suit. Yeah. With some goons, also in suits. Yeah, all in civvies. And what he really wants to know, like the, the, I mean, obviously the lab has been smashed that isn't on the base and isn't military. And is not under his purview at all whatsoever. And not his jurisdiction at all, especially since he's infantry. But he wants to know why Bruce's wallet was found in Bruce's lab. Yeah. What the fuck? That would never happen naturally. Like, he couldn't possibly have left his wallet. Like... I don't know any soldiers who just leave their cat cards sitting in their computers and drive all the way home without them. That yeah. would never happen, would it, Jay? No, not once ever. Not even three or four times. <sighs> but, um, but but this is the evidence that he needs to violate all of the civil rights and yeah. bust into his... Well, he doesn't bust in the house. No, Betty his, lets him in. His dumbass daughter just like, oh, it's daddy. He's here with bulky men in suits who are wearing FBI earpieces. Let me let them in. Uh, She's a little, this, this is where I'm like, she, okay, I don't like her anymore. She's a dumbass. She briefly tries to stand up for Bruce and daddy mm-hmm. throws her out and then follows her out the door and tells her to stay away from him forever. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go find his daddy. 
Yeah, because she needs to know what's going on because it's totally her business. And while she's out looking for uh, Daddy Banner, General Ross is in there interrogating Bruce. He's he's completely blackballed him from science. No, oh, yeah, because because that's how much authority a four star general in the army has. And uh, threatens his life if he ever goes near Betty again. Yeah, you can't make daddy threats at the same time you're making government threats. Sure you can. Why not? Well, I mean, because it takes away all of your authority. Listen, this is General Thunderbolt motherfucking Ross, and he can be as mean as he wants to be. Yeah, and you know what? I was scared of my dad. My dad would smash your face in, but um, like hell, I wouldn't have stood up to him in this moment and said, hey, dad... Um, if you have actual authority to come into this house, uh, you have a warrant, right? And then I'd slam the door in his face. Um, and my daddy would be proud of me for that because that's how the law works. You, just so you know, four-star generals are not cops. They're not politicians. They have absolutely no authority in the civilian world. Their rank means less than nothing. And they actually know this. Well, the generals do. In general, some of them do. Yes. High salute. Some of them know this. Some of them say, don't you know who I am? And I get to laugh at them. But anyway. Betty, Betty <laughs> finds Nick Nolte. Oh, strangely at his house. She knew right where he lived. Yeah. Somehow. And they have a conversation that does absolutely no good. Oh, except. except make him seem super creepy. Super rapey. Um, I couldn't hear or understand anything he said this whole scene because it was too quiet. But also I kept focusing on how close he got. I I got so uncomfortable I quit looking because he was being fucking gross again. What is Nick Nolte doing? I don't know. But he steals her shirt so that after she leaves, he can give his dogs her scent. Wait, I wasn't looking. How did he get her shirt? She took it off and was sitting on the couch. Uh, uh, please like tell me it was sweater, a jacket. A sweater. Or, yeah. Okay, well, this is important information. She had another shirt on under it. I don't know why she didn't make sure she still had her clothes when she left. <laughs> well, she was so grossed out, she needed to get the fuck yeah, out of there. Yeah, she did need to nope out of there. <sighs> and then as soon as he turns his dogs onto her, he calls Bruce to tell him... To tell him that he's a second generation genetically modified organism. Uh-huh. And Nana Naboo-Boo, I'm going to murder your girl with my dog. And I'm going to murder your girl with my dogs. And Bruce gets a little upset about this. And right about this time, douchebag McGee, uh, you know, not Major Talbot, uh, oh. Elon Musk walks in. <laughs> Glenn. Glenn Talbot walks in uh, and starts, like, getting all up in Bruce's face. Yeah, I feel like even if he wasn't the Hulk, that was probably not a good idea. (sighs) You know, because even weakling little nerds, if you push them too far, you're gonna get it. I mean, it might not be much it, but you're gonna get some. So, Bruce hulks out, Mm -hmm. throws Talbot through a wall. And I don't even feel bad about it. Follows him out, and then, I can't stress this enough. The soldiers who in, in suits with assault in rifles. Berkeley, California, mm-hmm. with assault rifles, open fire on a public city street. At a United States citizen. Yeah. 
Because I mean, he's green and 20 feet tall, but still. But they know that he's an American citizen. Yep, they sure do. Uh, he, there, There is uh, no way in hell, in reality, would they ever be able to get away with this. Like, they might actually do it, but they would not get away with it. Uh, he makes short work of them and bounces off. Uh, and then we get to boingy, Betty's house. Boingy, boingy. Betty finds him hiding behind one of her okay. trees. Okay, but here's the thing. That's not her house. That's a log cabin on a lake that she's escaped to. Okay. That's not her house. Maybe it's the family home. Mm-hmm. No, He's it's a like four-star va- general. He can have a vacation home. Yeah, it's like place. a vacation home. How did he know she was there? What? <sighs> I'm asking too much already, aren't I? Yes. He just magically knows. Maybe he followed her scent. I don't think Hulk has super smell. He's he's not Daredevil. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, trigger warning. This is important. This, the All of the scene at the cabin, you don't want to watch if you care about dogs. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Don't look. Have someone else watch as you fast forward. You will not like it. But Daddy's souped-up Hulk dogs show up and start attacking. I should also say, don't listen to this next part of the podcast if you're squeamish. And Hulk fights the dogs. There's, I mean, it's a pretty big fight. Oh, it's... Uh, one of the dogs, uh, I think the poodle, is trying to Cujo into the car. <laughs> um, yeah. And Hulk's... I'm sorry, but a poodle, he's not just a poodle. He's a poodle that has the butt-poof haircut... And there is something absolutely obscene about seeing bloody fangs, drooling, angry, and also, like, hulked out, very large Cujo Poodle. Yeah. It's it's absurd. It was absurd. And I think at one point Hulk punched one of the dogs in the nuts. Yes. But then he double fists, slams the, what, was he a pit bull? Or? Sure. I couldn't really tell. One of those already extremely muscular dogs with this big square head. I'm not sure which kind, but he double smashes him, and I felt it. Uh, Why is such a shitty movie have such good graphics and sound know. effects? It was ugh. one of them latches onto his shoulder, and he like breaks the jaw open just by flexing. Oh, okay, his shoulder. stop! Don't. No, yeah, no, I can't. Uh, we can't do it again. It was a solid fight. I mean, it was, except um, I, I'm feeling my gorge rise again. I, I don't... Okay, you we'll, can kill humans all day long, but you hurt animals, and I can't. I can't deal with it. We'll leave it there. Hulk wins. Yep. Destroys all the Hulk dogs. Oh, but wait, hold on. But we have to mention that before he wins the fight with the dogs, at one point, he does an Edward Cullen and leaps into a redwood and stands on a limb... Up in the Redwoods, and the fight continues up there for a moment. But, I mean, if you've even remotely seen Twilight, that's the first thing that pops in your head, and it made me... It was a nice bit of comic relief in the middle of me cringing all over the place. Um, And then at the end of the fight, we get some naked Hulk booty. Oh, yes, and also magic underwear popping up. Just for, like, he he was wearing underwear for, like, a split second. It was funny. Well, we get the naked Hulk booty, and then he reverts back to Banner. Yeah. And then we get a little bit of Banner booty, which turns into Banner wearing underwear. Yeah. But those, like, naked underwear. You know, the 
the nude colored panties. Yeah. And then he he goes to Betty to see if she's all right. She starts talking about his dad, her dad, and then he starts choking her. Which I know is always my reaction when my boyfriends ever talked about their horrible parents. I'll just reach out and choke my friend. Yes. But we go inside and they're talking and they're calm and they're cool. <sighs> she asks him what it's like and he says, it was like a dream of rage and freedom. Yeah, so. Yeah. So she calls her daddy. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she's a military brat. Her dad's been in the army literally her entire life. If a guy says, I really liked raging out and killing shit, you call your daddy. You know, that's just what you do. Yeah. Uh, hey, dad, um, you need to come get your dude because, um, yikes. And so right about the time that he's <laughs> telling her that he thinks he might actually like it when he's the Hulk, <laughs> uh, he opens the door and gets tranked. Yeah, I call bullshit. Yeah, I... Big bullshit. The, the, when the Hulk is, senses danger, he takes over mm-hmm. and protects the body that yeah. he shares with the puny human. Mm-hmm. Because it's basically a whole other personality. It is theoretically possible that they got the tranquilizer into him quickly and fast acting enough that it put the body to sleep before the Hulk could take over. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Uh, but so they take Then them. they should have maintained with an IV the same level of sedation the entire time. Yeah. Well, that might have been what they were doing while he was in that case. Either aerosol or uh, IV sedation. But they failed. Uh, but that, that trip to the base was so dramatic that we got split-screen helicopters. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And I didn't realize until the final credits that what they were doing with all the split-screen is they were trying to make, like, comic book panels. Yeah. I thought they were just trying to enhance the action by having multiple things happen at once. Yeah, but but a helicopter flying and then dropping it, badly dropping its cargo on a truck is not action, and it's it didn't need... You didn't even need to show that part. Why? It's not like he was hulked out while they were transporting him. Why did they have such a large container for him? A truck would have done it. Yeah. It was weird. The the part of the base they take him to is deep underground. We get a really fun moment uh, where General Ross walks into the command and they haul our attention on deck. Yeah. And I start losing my friggin' mind. This is where we stopped the movie. And got up and did some chores. Because um, attention on deck is a Navy thing. Yep. General Ross is a Army general. It yep. says so right there on his uniform. <laughs> uh, we see later that, that there's Air Force working for him. So, okay, uh, I'll take my Army knowledge. And now he's not just an Army general. He's a joint commander. This happens. Yeah. Fine. Still don't know why he's doing covert ops in suits in the civilian sector, but yeah. sure. Well, because generals don't do work work. He's running a joint base. But yeah, but generals yeah. don't do work work. Generals do meetings and sit behind a desk. And they present information that other people gathered and interpreted to bigger wigs than himself. 
a general wouldn't ever be out in the field doing anything. No. Um, and you sure as hell wouldn't be announcing to a room that's not on a ship, attention on deck. No, the Navy does do that. Is the attention on deck in a building? Yes. That's nowhere near water? Yes. In a desert? Yes. Well, that's dumb. When, when, a, when a senior officer like that walks in, yeah. uh, we'll either announce something like brigade commander. Well, yes, no. I know that the Army does that. I've room I've, attention. Yeah, I've been there. They say attention on deck. I've been there when that's happened and waved my arms around because I enjoyed the fact that I didn't have to hold still. Uh, but attention on deck shouldn't That's happen. That's what the Navy says. Uh, this shouldn't happen anywhere except for, like, you know, I don't know, it's on just, deck. It's just how they do. They are dorks. Take it up with the... Uh, hey, uh, no, take it up with Joe. Joe's the only Navy guy I know. He's a dork. Um, but... I, I, need to hear, I need to hear from Joe on that. Why do they say uh, attention on deck if they're in a building nowhere near water? Or a boat. I need to know. Okay. Because that's dumb. <laughs> that fine. Um, what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a pretty serious question. <laughs> Why do I feel like that means you're going to ask not a very serious question? This is a a very secure, probably secret. Yes joint military base yes. that is like a weapons testing facility. The kind of place where you're not Slash. even allowed to take your Fitbit or your phone. Yeah, the kind of place that you probably need a TS just to like know it exists. Yeah. Um, where no civilian should be a, would be allowed. Why the fuck is his daughter in his office? There, I feel like there wouldn't be any civilians around at oh. all. But she's in his office and she's begging for him to treat Bruce better. Yeah, that's going to happen. And it sounds like she almost wins, but we don't really hear the resolution because we got to jump to Daddy Banner setting up in a lab to repeat Bruce's accident. He busted into the lab, his son's lab. Yeah. Well, where the army left all of his gamma rays experiment stuff. To yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it's not the army. Well, they experiment. did. They did declare it a, a military. Zone at that yes, point. because so. because that's a thing you can do. Sure, the experiment works. He gets like starfish DNA and some kind of super chameleon DNA. Where he well, okay, no, like, no, 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 becomes part Hold of on. the thing. No, 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 no. Okay, their stupid montage crap is is confusing. But at the beginning of the movie, he had inserted jellyfish and starfish DNA. Uh, and starfish DNA because of the regeneration. Yep. And jellyfish DNA because I don't know why. But a lot of jellyfish DNA is used for actual real-life experiments. I feel like there's something special about their cells, but that's neither here nor there. That All those flashes were um, his current DNA oh. uh, being affected by the gamma rays. Okay. And now I cannot explain or understand the... He is able to touch an item, and he's not um, melting into it or um, or being a chameleon. Like, he's actually becoming a part of it. Yeah. I was trying to think about this logically, and I, I don't. I neither one. None of the animals that they took DNA from do that. 
nothing in reality does anything like that. No. The only thing I've seen like that is a special cloaking device on Star Trek. That's like some quantum entanglement shit. But, so he he becomes, he puts his hand on, I don't know what that was. A, a piece of metal. A big piece of uh, lab equipment. And it, it, he melds with it. And yeah. it, he it becomes a part of him. So that he can now pick it up and then fling it at someone. Yeah, it was bad. That, a, a security guard, not a military security guard, nope, comes sure in. sure not. And daddy murders him pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at this point, I'm like, you know, um, it just occurred to me that there aren't any cool quotes from this movie. Because I usually pick out a cool quote and write it on the side of the notes. Yeah. So I can mention it later. And I was, I was like, oh, this movie's so bad, there aren't even any cool quotes. But that was a timely complaint. <laughs> Apparently, Betty got what she wanted because they let Bruce and Betty walk around the base under heavy guard. Oh, heavy guard? Wander around the base. She takes him to his old house, trying to get him to remember. Yeah, okay, so... Again, another illogical thing. They have been trying the whole movie to get him to remember what happened when he was four years old. Because what he knows is really important. Except he knows nothing, and he doesn't even remember being four years old. He gets little bits and pieces, but even a four-year-old who remembers everything is not going to know anything about his dad's experiments. And I'm reasonably certain that the thing that they're trying to get him to remember, General Ross knows. Yeah, so what is all that? Anyway, uh, uh, this is the point where I'm, I'm getting frustrated, and um, and I wrote in my notes, there are no good guys in this movie. No. Um, and there really aren't any good guys in this movie. And, and then we, we find out that... Betty can't see Bruce anymore because the military has given control of the base to Atheon, the company that Talbot runs. Another thing that could totally happen. Uh, JBLM is now under the control of Elon Musk. Yes, that could totally happen. And so the next thing that happens is Talbot, all bandaged up, shows up to start torturing Bruce, trying to get him to hulk up because he wants him to turn into Hulk. So he can take some Hulk cells and mm-hmm. start reproducing the effects. But Bruce okay, maintains but his control. That's His DNA doesn't change when he becomes the Hulk. He didn't need to be the Hulk in order for you to get the DNA. The DNA is in his fucking body. Just take some cells and take his blood and get a stool sample. Swab his navel cavity, whatever. Nasal cavity, whatever. Navel, I said navel cavity. Attention on that deck. (laughs) That'll help him. Um, (laughs) But you don't need him to hulk out. And I know that the point being, Glenn shouldn't be trying to trigger him. Because he already got his ass kicked by the Hulk. Yeah. And it it took zero effort on the Hulk's part. He is busted the fuck up. Yeah. He's got a knee brace. He's got something holding his ribs together. His his neck is braced. His arm is all fucked up. Like, this dude looks like he fell in a combiner. Or, um, no, that's not right. A combine. This dude looks like he fell into a combine. Yeah. Uh, he's just busted the fuck up. And he's he's trying to trigger him. So that he's super strong and will just smash his face in. When that doesn't work, they put him in a 
a tank full of water and start trying to like why fuck with his brain waves to trigger him. Now they're just now they're just trying to look do stuff that looks cool inside. Like, ooh, this looks sciency. Let's do this. Shove oh. him in a water heater. But so then we cut to Betty going into her house and Daddy Banner's waiting for her. Uh, he tells her he was gonna kill Bruce, mm-hmm. but killed his mom instead. <laughs> he was he was going after Bruce with a knife, and Mom stopped him. But in stopping him, she caused him to fall on top of her with the knife. Badass Mom, though, she gets stabbed in like the chestal area and still uh, walks out of the house on her own two feet. Yeah. Meanwhile, the 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 mental whatever the fuck they're doing to him in the water tank works and Bruce starts hulking. Yeah. Um, and then they can't penetrate his skin and get any of his DNA. Yes. Is is this where my my quote comes in? Possibly. They try to trank him to get him to um <laughs> I don't know if I'm even getting this in the right spot. I might be too late, but um they're trying to trank him but he's hulked out, so the darts just basically fall off of him. And the dude goes, damn it, drill him harder. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, while he's in the tank, they're trying to get DNA, and she says that the drill won't penetrate. So he Why says, are they using a drill? I don't drill him harder. But drill him harder. So, at least he didn't say daddy. So he escapes, uh, starts smashing some shit, and they get out some restraining foam, and they foam them in place. Okay. Have you ever seen this restraining foam before? No. Is, is this a thing that they made up for this movie? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, it sounds plausible. It does not. We should get the Mythbusters on it. Okay, listen. Uh, there was this stuff back in the 90s. I don't know if they still make it or not, but my dad was obsessed with it because it was super handy. It was called Great Stuff. And it, it it came in a spray can like hairspray, but it had a little uh, a little straw that you poked into this nozzle. Like WD-40. Yes. And you put it into a crack in the wall or whatever crack you want to fill, and you spray it in there, and it comes out looking like whipped cream. It's a little yellow, uh, and it starts expanding to fill all of the crevices. And then it... It expands to a certain point, and then it freezes. It, it dries. And when you you can slice into it and sand it down, and it's got air bubbles all in it. So it, it looks like Swiss cheese, basically. Um, and that's exactly what this stuff looks like. They spray it, it starts expanding, but it, it hardens way faster than great stuff. Yeah. And, and he's magically... Held in by insulation foam, it looks like. Yeah, it, it holds him in place long enough that Calbit uh, decides he's going to drill into his eyeball. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that's enough to... Because, because the Hulk can't close his eyelids. And so the one thing about Hulk that seems consistent for this movie is that the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. Yeah. So when dude comes at him with a drill to the eyeball, he gets strong enough to break out of the restraining foam. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. Talbot tries to... <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Talbot tries to grenade him, which bounces off the Hulk. 
Holy crap. That was like, given all of the evidence you were just given, does that seem like a good idea? Uh, bounces off the Hulk into the wall behind Talbot, explodes, and we assume Talbot is dead. Let's hope. Uh, it was a very uh, action-y split-screen setup there. <laughs> yes. We get three simultaneous camera shots of uh, General Ross. Lots of sp- split-screen, 80s-level action sequences, some computer animation... The crux of it is that Hulk uh, busts out of the bunker and starts leaping. Uh, he you know, General Ross says, "Yeah, open that door and lead him out, and we'll we'll uh, we'll attack him out in the open." Which, I mean, what in the fuck did he just see? I don't. Know. I mean, he saw the whole thing on camera, right? They have like a hundred million cameras in this place, and he saw the whole thing. What about what he saw said, oh, yeah, I'll be able to bomb him out in the open, and that'll totally work. <clears throat> the first place he jumps to is his, his childhood home, which they blow up. Yeah, that was a great idea. Um, then they attack him with cluster bombs. Yeah. Is that the, the one? Oh, um, and then they drop right before the cluster bomb was the one that looked like a miniature um, uh, atom bomb. Yeah, that's what they dropped in the house. It had a mushroom cloud. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you could see the... Uh, shockwave? Shockwave. Just, yeah. like... Um, they try cluster bombs. They try mortars. And then we have a scene where Hulk fights tanks. Oh, but uh, Hulk... Uh, the army um, was nice enough to supply Hulk with his signature look. His little... Oh, yeah, his... his purple shorts. Purple shorts, yeah. Well, that would have been Atheon at that point. That wouldn't have been the army. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. The Atheon's favorite color is purple. Yeah. Which, there's a government contract company called Raytheon, and I wonder if that was an intentional uh, parallel. Uh, anyway, Hulk fights the tanks. At one point, he rips off a turret and starts shaking soldiers out of the turret. Which <laughs> was that was funny. funny. Okay, this is the part of the movie I start to like. I'm like, oh, good, finally. Uh, but it looked realistic, didn't it? Yeah, no, he did a real. It was a really well done fight scene. He's like swinging a turret like a, a baseball bat, mm-hmm. smash, and he he throws one tank. He like what is that shot put or whatever where they you swing around a bunch of times and throw the thing. Yeah, you throw it off your shoulder for shot put. Uh, what's the the hammer throw then? Whatever. Anyway, he spins <laughs> around and, and throws a tank like five miles away and shit. Yeah, it was very Scottish. This whole fight. Yeah, and General Ross calls up a bunch of people and tells them that Angry Man is unsecure. Yeah. And Hulk starts jumping across the country. We get some really cool nature scenes. Yeah, but but no, 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 wait. Angry Man is unsecure. Yes. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Hulk stops briefly to film a nature documentary as uh, General (laughs) Ross uh, closes in on him. Man, he's gonna take a break. <laughs> um, oh. And then we get another cool fight scene where instead of tanks, Hulk fights helicopters. Okay. Yeah. And he just jumps at it. I feel like, I mean, I know his skin is uh, impenetrable, but do you think a helicopter rotor whacking him in the side of his head would at least hurt a little? <laughs> I, I don't think Hulk feels pain. But he jumps at it and grabs onto it like a little monkey. And then, of course, the helicopter can't handle it and goes, Whee! <laughs> My favorite part in this Hulk fights helicopters 
uh, scene. Is it going to be my favorite part of this whole is scene? Is where he catches the missile. <laughs> it's so stupid. Bites the warhead <laughs> off. Like a cigar. <laughs> and, then, and then spits the warhead out of the helicopter. <laughs> oh, God. Why is Hulk exactly what I would be if I had this power? Oh, you little bitch. Snatch. Done. <laughs> Oh my god, that was hilarious! And then he like. I need what I need is uh, I need to know exactly how much more strength than a human being does Hulk have. There is no limit to his strength. Well, I can't. That's not possible. The the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. Well, there has to be a cap at your anger. There, there is no known cap to Hulk's strength. But. Okay, but there are things that make you angry. There are things that make you really angry. But once you've you've reached the that is the most angry, there you can't go more than that. So the thing about it is, is if he encounters something that he wants to do that he can't, it that pisses him off, enrages him. Oh, that's that's cheap. Yes, that's cheap. The, there is no known limit to Hulk's strength. That's cheap. I don't like it. I mean, I like it. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I've always really liked he's, Hulk because, you know, I, I can empathize with, with you know, he's with Hulk rage. infinitely strong as the plot needs him to be. <laughs> That's convenient. Um, Hulk, after fighting the helicopters, bounces into a canyon, uh, which they then blow up and drop on him. Yeah, uh, that's another thing they totally would never be able to do legally. Yeah. After the helicopters leave, he crawls out of the canyon, uh, passes out, and f- falls down. He eventually wakes up and starts... Uh, yeah, in like a couple of seconds. He, he wouldn't sleep for very long. And starts bounding towards... Uh, Bouncing towards around Berkeley. like a flea. Boingy, uh, boingy, boingy, boingy. All the way to San Francisco. All the way to the Golden Gate Bridge, where they start shooting at him on the bridge. He saves an aircraft from crashing into the bridge okay, by hold jumping on, though. on it. But but they almost crash into a civilian helicopter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh no. We almost did. But then, but then like, okay, but we're still going to be shooting at civilians in cars on the Golden Gate flipping bridge. He stops the plane from crashing into the bridge by jumping on it and making it go under the bridge. Yeah. And then Ross has this idea to take him up into space and make him pass out. Yeah. And the pilot's like, bro, I ain't going to make it. And Ross is like, he'll pass out before you do. Yeah. Well, but also Hulk being on the plane, he's God only knows how much he weighs. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't make any sense logically. But the plane can only handle so much weight. Yeah. It's not a cargo plane. It's not made for that. I mean, Hulk's so mad at this point, he's bigger than the plane. Yeah. Now, my question is, like, so Hulk's starting to freeze. He's still gripping. He holds on. Like, they're practically in space. They are further into space than Elon Musk was. Fucking Mr. I went to space. and No, you didn't. You didn't even leave the fucking gravity well of the Earth. But okay, whatever. Did... The airplane pilot die. We don't know. The airplane pilot's unimportant. <sighs> Not to his wife, who's waiting for him to come home. Yeah, well, he's unimportant to the plot of the movie. But can that plane even get that high? Apparently it can. 
Well, in the movie, it can. I'm I'm not a plane aficionado. But I'm just wondering, like, they have special rockets to be able to get into space, and and you could see that they were getting pretty damn close. I feel like that plane itself would not have been able to handle the pressure of being that high, and his body, not being in a pressurized vehicle, would not be able to handle it. Listen, anybody out there listening who cares, figure out what kind of plane it was, let us know. Oh, yeah. They're going to do all the research for you. Exactly. This is a community. Yeah. But in any case, Hulk is pretty badass and and, and survives almost a complete lack of oxygen. Yeah. So Hulk does eventually pass out, falls off the plane, and on the way down, he has a dream where he's shaving again. Yeah. And he wipes the fog off of the mirror, and he sees Hulk, who says, (gasps) Puny human. And so... And then he chokes himself out through the mirror. So we get that really cool scene, and then he plunges into the bay. Was it a really cool scene, or was it just more lame, unnecessary bullcrap? Okay. He plunges into the bay. He plunges into the San Francisco Bay. Where he started. Because Um, this ship went straight up. No, it didn't. And Hulk fell straight down. They went... No. The plane went up at an angle that was directly corresponding to the rotation of the Earth. So when the Hulk fell, he was falling back with the rotation and landed where he started. Sure. Let's say that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, he lands in the water, misses the bridge. That's nice. Because the Hulk, even though... He's not a good guy. He's like, oh, no, don't kill all those people and bust the bridge up. That would be expensive for the local government to fix. Makes a small splash in the water. Yeah, he's like an Olympic diver. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then they start bombing the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And and, and then here's where I got confused again, because um, Ross's daughter... Was talking about going back to the base. Yeah, she had been escorting Bruce's dad to the base in Berkeley. Okay, but there is no base in Berkeley. Sure there is. No, there's not. There is no. But the base that they've been talking about... Is in New Mexico. Okay, yeah. Out in the fucking desert. Yes. And when when you and I talk about the base, we're talking about the base that we're at and we've been at. If there are more than one, if there's more than one base, you specify, because there are bunches of those motherfuckers, and asking you if you're close to the base, and you saying yes, doesn't tell me shit. Which base are you close to? Are you close to the base you were leaving, or are you close to the base you were going to? I don't fucking know. But so I'm thinking she's going back to the base, you know, the base we've been talking about and been at this whole fucking movie. So I'm like, how the fuck is she seeing him in the window? From the desert, when he's in the San Francisco Bay. But apparently, no, there's a high rise on a military base in the middle of fucking San Francisco. And she can see, unobstructed, all the way to the fucking water. Yeah. To see him getting bombed. And, like, conveniently, the whole entire goddamn world doesn't exist. And we get absolutely no reactions from any civilians, uh, civilian cops, 
fucking uh, news people, nothing. We're just, we have American soldiers bombing an American city to kill one person in the most visible fucking bay in the country, and we get no reaction. It's just every day in San Fran. (laughs) But Betty's got a plan. Oh, does Betty? Betty's plan is... Is it to call her daddy? To call her daddy and tell him that what really needs to happen is they just need to let stop attacking and let Hulk calm down. Well, how is it that the, the fucking girl is the only goddamn person in this whole fucking movie that makes any fucking sense? Hey, daddy, every time you piss him off, you know, you make him stronger, right? So, oh, wait, we totally didn't think of that this whole time. We just been pissing him off more and more and more. And we couldn't figure out why he just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So he goes to pick her up in the helicopter. By the way, nobody's wearing any fucking helmets, but who cares? He flies his helicopter that has not filed a flight plan over to a non-existent military base in the middle of fucking San Francisco in airspace that is also occupied by... Other helicopters that are civilian helicopters that have filed flight plans, and nobody tells him to get the fuck out of their airspace. As a matter of fact, isn't this right about the time these dumb motherfuckers start announcing to the world on a loudspeaker to no one in particular that we have now declared this airspace military airspace and Mm -hmm. it's off limits to anyone? As if they had that fucking authority. Like, where are the fighter jets shooting them out of the sky because they don't know who the fuck this helicopter is? This is after 9-11. Somebody should have shot them down by now. So about this time... Fucking God, I can't even handle this movie. It makes me so angry. About this time, Hulk bursts out of the street and starts trashing the Tanner's neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) That host isn't going to be full for a long time. (laughs) Everywhere you look. But Hulk sees Betty in the helicopter and uh, stops throwing his temper tantrum. Uh, the cops, the National Guard, and like three other agencies surround him while Betty walks up, and then he just Here's turns thing, back though, into Bruce. You only know this is National Guard because of their patch. Yeah. Most other people just assume this is the Army because, you know, we've been dealing with the Army this whole time yeah. from that one base. Maybe there's a National Guard base in the middle of San Francisco. Oh, it's very likely. A Guard Army? Maybe. I don't think they'd have that many freaking soldiers, but sure. Uh, but unfortunately, you can't tell whether they're army or not because their uniforms just say U.S. Army instead of saying National Guard, which they really should say National Guard or like have the state that they belong to yeah. on their uniforms so that I know that they are, that I do need to listen to them and they are officially there and they do have authority. But if you come at me with a uniform that says U.S. Army and try to have authority over me, I'm not going to listen to you because um, that's illegal. You're not allowed to tell civilians what to do or point guns in their faces, let alone blow up the San Francisco Bay. But anyway, I digress. So they've they've captured Bruce um, and taken him to a foolproof prison. <laughs> where if he even tries to get out of a chair, they're going to incinerate him with some kind of this is illegal electro also. weapon. This is also illegal. Um, it looks like they have him sat between two jet engines. Yeah, and then for some fucking reason, yeah, we don't know why they let his dad come and talk to him. Maybe they think they're going to get info. I don't know what info they want. 
and like screaming at him and being all kinds of just. Okay, listen. Nick Nolte was going for the Oscar here. The rest of the whole movie, he was creepy and gross, but this. Uh, somehow in this crappy movie, this might have been his magnum opus. <laughs> there was so much rage, so much emotion and power, and like he is slobbering on himself. He's so intense. This scene makes me wonder why he doesn't have a better career. Because he is just, I mean, he has embodied this character so much. It, it's, it's absolute perfection. This is the shining light. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. His performance in this scene is the shining light in this whole movie. Okay. Right now. Here's my favorite part. Okay. Even though it hurts to listen to and it's terrible and you want to beat the holy motherfucker out of him because he is evil. But all he wants is to get the Hulk to show up because he wants to talk to his real his son. His real son. You yeah. fucking uh-huh. piece of shit. Uh, and again, I this is the second time I wrote it down. Why the fuck are the soldiers letting this happen? I don't know. Once he just once he starts saying shit that's not productive or helpful, they should have hauled his ass out of there. Um, and it, it seems like they're going to do something, and then Dad grabs a power cord and bites into it. Okay, but did you see how fat that was? Oh yeah. It was like those that wire. It's a cable at that point, right? Yeah. Uh, he picks it up and it fills his hands. It's so huge. Yeah. And then he bites into it like a little kitty cat at Christmas. And then he turns into some kind of electrical elemental. Yeah, okay. So, I hate to be the one to say, hey, this makes sense. Because that's that's not really really the approach I enjoy when it comes to stupid science and Marvel movies. But they've already shown us that he can become things. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just thinking he's like, um, he's like Odo. In, in DS9, he, he's, he's just, he can absorb whatever and become the thing. We don't need to worry about internal organs or a brain or anything like that. He becomes electricity. Sure. So it, because it, it, what he wanted out of Hulk was he wanted to suck out, we're not going to talk about how he might have done that, suck out his power. Yeah. That's all he wanted from him. He wanted to touch on him and, and suck his anger out of him. Yeah. Which, I mean, why doesn't Hulk just give it to him? Why doesn't, I mean, Bruce should want to give it to him. But Bruce hulks out right at the same time Daddy's becoming a a lightning elemental. Yeah, well, because he he poked him too many times and he was already, when he bit the cable, he was already on the way to And it was a survival mechanism. Yeah. But, so then we get the, the flashes through the sky where Hulk's getting struck by lightning as he's flying through the sky and yeah, they land in a remote spot. Yeah, they were, like, tangled up in each other. Yeah. I think they use some of this in future Marvel Cinematic uh, panels. You'll have to watch for it. Uh, oh, for what? The, the opener. I think we see flashes with, like, the Hulk and lightning. Oh, Okay. We'll have to watch for I him. will have to remember um, to look out for it. He becomes an elemental. They land on a on a lake. First, Hulk tries to fight the mountain, who is daddy. Yeah, his his dad became... The mountain. The mountain. Part and of it, anyway. He rips that part of the mountain off and throws it into the lake. Yep. And then Hulk fights the lake. Yes, because his dad now has turned into water. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, uh... uh the um again the computer graphics 
are the best character in this whole movie. And then this is where <laughs> Hulk realizes that he's not going to win. Yes. His dad just wants the power. Yep. And so he says... Take it, Daddy. Take it Take all. Take it all. Daddy can't handle it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to die. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I'm actually, I, I'm seeing squiggles in my eyes. <laughs> he turns into some kind of... He turned into what? Hold on. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. He starts swelling and looks kind of like a jellyfish. Just mushroom clouding out. <clears throat> I guess he's absorbing all of... Hulk's power? I don't know. But it looks like, you know, the, the crystal ball in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <clears throat> because you can see you can see faces on the surface of, of Daddy while he's taking it. And it looked that's all I could think of. Besides take it, Daddy. What does he look like? Like a crystal ball in the Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> And I don't know what the fucking hell he's turning into. He's just a glob of anger now. Yeah. I, I, so then Ross bombs them. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, just so he can feel like he's got some say in what's going on. Uh, big boom. We see <laughs> Hulk revert back into Banner. Is that what you have in your notes, big boom? It, yep. And <laughs> then uh, we get the little, the little line on the screen one year later. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the most unsatisfying end to all that action. What the fuck happened? I apparently uh, Hulk is dead, uh, but we're back in the lab <sighs> back because in the lab again. because Betty Ross did not lose her job mm-hmm. after like creating the Hulk. Like she that that experiment did not get shut down. Um, and <sighs> Daddy calls her on the phone. General Ross is like, "Hey." Uh, there's no way Bruce survived that, but if he did survive it and you knew about it, you should really tell me. Why did it take him a year to call her and ask her that? Because the Cryon said one year later. Chiron? Yeah, that's what I said. That's not what I said. <clears throat> I've heard it oh. both ways. This was a, I'm sorry, Stephen King. I love you. But this was a very Stephen King ending. <laughs> All this action, 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 boom, nothing. That was a nothing ending. She's all like, I wouldn't even tell you if I could. But, uh, you know, I loved him, blah, blah, blah. And then the conversation just tapers off. That's it. Yeah. Uh, There is no after credit scene. So the last scene of the movie, we cut to a rainforest where some Spanish-speaking bad guys are trying to steal meds from from a clinic out in the woods. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out it's Banner with a beard. And they threaten him because he's helping their enemy. And he says an even more quintessential line for the Hulk. (laughs) You're making me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And then roll credits. Yeah. 
What the hell? <sighs> that was that was just um that was not an ending. Maybe they thought they were getting a sequel. They they I'm sure they did, but you know, the end of the movie is supposed to wrap everything up and make you feel like something got completed. Yeah. But it just felt like they were just telling us more stu- more movie. I, I felt like, how much more time do we have in this movie? This is a whole new, like, we're in a different place. Now we're speaking Spanish. We're in the jungle. What's going on here? Yeah. All that, and just for him to say the, that line. And for us to know he didn't die, even though, no, duh, we knew that. <laughs> he They didn't hit him with a bigger bomb than they'd ever hit with him with any of the other times. We knew he wasn't dead. But we don't know what happened to his dad. No. We, we assume he's dead. Yeah. But they they assumed everything was dead. Yeah. It, it makes no daggum sense. And this is why, what, three years later, five years later, they get a better actor and redo the whole movie. Yeah. Stay tuned. Can we just watch it now so I can cleanse my brain? <laughs> So, Stacy's highlights, you said Nick Nolte in that final confrontation. Yeah, that I hadn't liked him the whole movie, but that that scene, that was a, you know, for your consideration moment. Okay. <clears throat> um, and, and the computer graphics were good. Those are the two good things. Now, now, Jay, what was the worst thing in that movie? The unnecessary, convoluted science experiment childhood combined with the nanomed explanation of the Hulk. Yeah. Like I get it without daddy's science experience, no real reason to bring daddy in as the antagonist. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody cares about his parents. He can be a bad guy for whatever reason. Uh, we didn't have to make him a, a, we didn't have to make him an orphan with dad killing mom and going to jail for 30 years. Yeah, what the fuck? Right. All of that is unnecessary. The, the exposure to the gamma radiation was enough for Stan and Kirby. It's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, what I remember of the Hulk is um, he got exposed to gamma rays somehow. I didn't really remember the the original origin story, but... He gets exposed to the gamma rays, and he doesn't even know anything's wrong. He's just mysteriously okay until that the first time somebody pisses yeah. him off and he, he hulks out. That's fine. What's wrong with that story? It, it was an unnecessary... It was a whole hour of it. A, oh, yes. It was unnecessary, and it was way too fucking long, and it clouded the story for no reason. It, yeah. it left me wondering what the... F- Fuck, the point was. Why did Stan Lee say that was good? Listen, I love Stan. God God rest his soul. But that man... Uh, Maybe he just has a hard time being critical in people's faces. Yeah, he... Stan didn't really drive Marvel the way he's pictured to have driven Marvel. He was the mouthpiece for Marvel. Guys like Kirby... And Ditko and Ramita actually created the characters in the stories. Stan was kind of like an... uh, He was the face of the company. Yeah, I see that. And the (laughs) editor-in-chief for a lot of the time. I'll have to take your word for it. But, I mean, if you're the the face of something and you put your stamp of approval on it, I kind of expect it to... Uh, 
he's be just, representative of the company. It stands a little bit of a slot with the stamp of approval. I have no comment. All right, my love. Yes, dear. Time to put this on the Marvel list. <clears throat> well, this time, I really thought about it. Because usually I just kind of go with my gut. And <clears throat> I'm a little like you in that um, whatever the last thing I saw was definitely the worst one. Or the best. Or whatever. You you best, me worst. You were different people. <laughs> um, But I really think that Blade 2 still deserves the distinction of being the worst one so far. Okay. Um, and uh, Howard the Duck is still a movie I'm never going to watch again. And kind of my criteria here is would I ever watch this movie again? Or would I never watch this movie again even if there was a gun to my head? And, you know, I'd watch it again if somebody had a, a gun to my head. So I put this between Daredevil and Howard the Duck. So I put it at uh, number six because... Okay. Well, you know what? I don't know. Let's, I feel iffy. I it, I definitely would put it below Daredevil, which Daredevil was bad. Yeah. Well, Daredevil is number five. Would I put Would I put it below Howard? Is there an <clears> argument <throat> there? Okay. Which one of them would you willingly watch again? Uh, let's let me. <laughs> neither. <laughs> but Howard was ridiculous. And the graphics were bad. And the acting was bad. Yeah. And don't forget the duck tits and feather erection. Okay, yeah. This is definitely better than Howard. Yeah. Is it better than Daredevil? Daredevil had... Daredevil comparable had... Comparable graphics. But technical failures. There were... There were... Um, both of them destroyed the characters that I thought were the best characters in the movie. Yeah, but all... Kingpin for one and Hulk for the other. I didn't see any crew members in any of the scenes in Hulk, though. Would I advocate to put this above Daredevil? No, no. I did not... Here's the thing. I hated them both, mm -hmm. but I did not stop Daredevil to see how much more of Daredevil I had to watch. That's fair. So... I didn't yeah. do that with Howard the Duck either, but I still think but this that's is probably it was, better than Howard the Duck. It was so bad in, in the right kind of way that it was funny to be watching the bad. All right. So below Daredevil, yes. above Howard the Duck, I'm with you. Yeah. Number six. Okay. So what are we watching next week? We're we are journeying to 2004. Oh, yay. For The Punisher. Hmm. Wait. Which Punisher? The movie. The 2004 movie. It's who's, good to highlight now... Who's playing the Punisher in this one? Uh, a man named Thomas Jane. Oh, I love him. He's from The Mist. Yeah, uh, yes. Stephen King yes. movie. It's important to note that we just realized that there was a... Um, 89 movie that was direct-to-video mm -hmm. version with, of The Punisher. With Dolph Lundgren. With Dolph Lundgren, which I've been expecting and wondering why we hadn't seen yet. It's not on any of the lists that I was looking for when I created our watch list. Well, there's a good reason for that, though. The reason is that it's direct-to-TV, direct-to-video, and so it got uh, ignored. We have it, and someday when we need to do a bonus episode or a fill-in episode... We'll go back and, and handle that. Yeah. So hopefully 
But the one we're watching next week is the one from 2004. I, um, I know less than nothing about that movie. I didn't even know. Is Thomas Jane the Punisher? Yes, he plays Frank Castle. Okay, so all I know about that movie is, um, well, I mean, I don't know about the movie. Um, well, what do you know about the Punisher? Well, we we watched like the first two episodes of the show with um, the guy that played Shane in The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, purely because I like that actor, uh, John Bernthal is his name. Uh, dude's family dies, and he's a cop. No, not a cop. He's a vet. Okay. Well, cop, soldier, eh, same feel. Um. And he he's going to fuck up whoever it was he finds out killed his family. That's what I know. That's good enough for now. I mean, yeah. I mean, that I, that starts out like half of my favorite action movies. Yeah, I've never been a big Punisher fan. Um, I'm pretty sure I have not watched this movie, so we'll explore it together. So it, the funny thing is um, I'd never even heard of the Punisher until I bought this huge silver bracelet at an antique store. And you ruined it by going, oh, look, it's the Punisher emblem. <laughs> so I have this giant bracelet that every time I put it on, I think of you telling me it looks like a comic book character. And it really does. Yeah. It looks exactly like it. So I don't think I've even worn it since then. But I, hopefully it's decent. It's Thomas Jane. He's like, he's, yeah. he's a good actor. I like him. Who else is in it? Do you know? John Travolta. Oh, no. John Travolta, the bad guy. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, I can't wait. John Travolta is totally going to be like the kingpin bad guy mobster dude, isn't he? I, I don't know. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, there's even there's only two things he does. He's either the cop, who's the good guy, or he's the mobster dude who's going to... Slimy little weasel of a mobster dude, yeah. <sighs> okay. I used to love him so much. Remember Face Off? Yeah. That was the golden era of Travolta for me. I even liked him in Michael. Oh, yeah. And Phenomenon is yeah. one of my yeah, top... Yeah, there was, there was like a whole period where John Travolta could do no wrong. Yeah. All right, we should probably let these people go. Honey, they've already paused and rewound the tape by now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe. Our social links are in the notes. Send us a comment. Tell us what you thought. Um, argue with us about the placement on the Marvel list. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, I would really love. I would really love some feedback on that Marvel list. I mean, unless we're just really that good at this, yeah, that everybody agrees with us. But I find that very hard to believe. I think that the more movies that go on the list, the more people will argue about specific placement. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun! I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next week. For Marvel Movie Night.